Hello, this is Historically Thinking's Commonplace Book for July 16th, 2018, a quick and speedy journey into the historical past. It's a day of travelers, momentous travels, and the unexpected outcome after arrival. Today is the birthday in 1872 of Roald Admundsen, the Norwegian explorer who grew up determined to go into the polar regions, inspired by the doomed expedition of Sir John Franklin into the Canadian Arctic to find the Northwest Passage and by the much more successful crossing of Greenland by his fellow countryman Fritjof Nansen in 1888. Amundsen, as he grew up, left the bedroom window open on winter nights in order to toughen himself up. He promised his mother he would go to university. He quit as soon as she died, became a second mate on a ship going north. In 1903, he and his crew was the, were the first people to find and travel the Northwest Passage, sought by his hero, Sir John Franklin. While he did so, he learned from the Canadian Inuit how to use sled dogs, how to dress in furs, how to survive in the Arctic. And then in 1911, he put those skills to use in his greatest achievement, an attempt on the South Pole. He had meant to go to the North Pole, but in 1909, both Commodore... Perry of the United States and Dr. Frederick Cook reported having reached there. So, Amundsen headed south, headed for the South Pole, which he reached on the 14th of December 1911, beating the British expedition led by Robert Falcon Scott. He was not really a scientific explorer. He was one of the last of those who traveled for just the simple achievement of going. He died in a plane crash looking for a fellow explorer who he didn't particularly like. In 1862, Ida B. Wells was born into slavery in Holly Springs, Mississippi. In the 1870s, she moved to Memphis, and she soon became co-owner of a newspaper. She began to investigate lynchings in the 1890s as their use as a tool of white supremacy accelerated. She wrote a pamphlet, Southern Horrors, which became a bestseller in the North. Her unflagging devotion to the truth led her to her expulsion from Memphis to her virtual exile in the North to Chicago. In this journey from Memphis to Chicago, she was a precursor of the great migration soon to come of African-Americans leaving the increasing white supremacy and oppression of the South for the North and an uncertain economic and racial existence there. Ida Wells deserves to be remembered as one of the greatest of Americans. It's also the date of Apollo 11's launch from Cape Kennedy, Florida, headed for the moon with Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins on board in 1969. In 1861, another journey, this one only 25 miles long, Ordered by President Abraham Lincoln, Union troops began to march into Virginia towards what would become known as the First Battle of Bull Run. The Union certainly thought that it was about to fight the battle that would end the war, and so did the Army of the New Confederate States. And on this day in 1054, three legates from the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, led by Cardinal Hildebrand, one of the church reformers of the 11th century, an immensely important person who no one has ever heard of, entered the great church of Hagia Sophia in Constantinople. They approached the high altar during liturgy, and there on that altar they placed a papal bull of excommunication of the patriarch of Byzantium. It was one of the precipitating causes of the schism 
between Eastern and Western churches. But note, not the cause. Textbooks have, for decades, maybe even centuries, attributed tremendous powers to that moment, to that act of excommunication. And yet, relations between the two churches continued after 1054. Ordinary Christians were unaware of the schism or did not take it seriously. And sometimes it did not seem that the Pope or the Patriarch took it very seriously either. No, the result of the gradual schism between the Eastern and Western Christian churches really occurred because of the First Crusade, because of the uncomprehending disapproval of Western Christians as they saw the practices of their Eastern brothers and sisters. And it was finally cemented by, as it <laughs> to use a bad metaphor, by the outcome of the Fourth Crusade, when the Venetian navy or the Venetian ships took crusaders intending to go to Jerusalem on a certain detour to Constantinople, which they captured and sacked. So why do we pick 1054 as the date of the schism? What is it about dates? Why do we need to have a date on which something happened? Why do people listen to podcasts about what happened on this day in history? It's worth recalling every time you hear about what happened in history that some of the greatest and, most imp and certainly the most important events happened over a period of years, decades, centuries, and no one was usually watching. That's the Commonplace Book for today, July 16th, 2018. I'm Al Zambone, right in the corner where you are.